Ollie, they say a week is a long time in politics, but it's been two weeks for us, and now we're back into it. We might touch on politics at the end. Um, you're, you're looking sharp. I love this baseball cap. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Is, is, is it B for baseball? Uh, no, it's B for something else. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, beautiful, beautiful logo there. I thought, why don't we jump in and at the beginning, just let's get your observations uh, on the New Zealand housing stock. So if we go right back, it was pretty rough living and then we sort of, you know, we start thinking villas, bungalows, uh, maybe state homes and then we yep. jump into that, uh, what was happening in the 80s and then we come up to the – uh, mid-centuries and what we've got now. So what, what's your observations? What have you played with? What have you enjoyed uh, through that stock? Well, talking about villas, going mm-hmm. right back to the 1800s, mm-hmm. late 1800s, early 1900s, I did up, renovated lots of villas. Oh, okay. It was yep. a lot of fun because they were well built, most yeah. of them, yep. uh, cowrie and that sort of thing. Uh, but the biggest pain with these old villas were the tiny kitchens yeah, had, okay. And also the walls were covered uh, not on wallboard but in scrim, which was a sacking and a uh, type of sacking. And, and, and that was over, um, over rough boards. Planks, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so you had to tighten the scrim up. There was a whole story I could tell you how to <laughs> tighten the scrim up and wallpaper over it, which is something I became really? expert okay. in. But they were good old houses and they looked after today yep. and they're in demand uh, and they didn't leak. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? Because Actually. you open one of those up and, yeah. and the sawdust – between the walls is still dry, isn't it? Well, I found carpenter's tools. I found pencil <laughs> notes. I found glasses and, and and beer mugs and all sorts of things. Any, any money in there? No, I can't remember. <laughs> so not money, no. no. But uh, they were good old pieces. Then we moved on to early bungalows, mm-hmm. like transitional villas, I think they call them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they were sort of half high, modernish, and villa-ish at the same time. And they, they also had the same problems that villas had and the same advantages. They didn't leak either. Yep. Uh, that was tin roof, weatherboard, on concrete blocks, typical. No leaks in those. And then we moved on to what early bungalows, which were often called Californian. Californian bungalows. Bungalows, which are low roof pitched. Mm. And they were sort of almost modern. I know we'd lived in one. Good-looking homes. They were good-looking, if you like. They weren't usually very big. And then we moved on to, to more modern homes after that, yep. which is houses don't really age, do they? They can be 100 years old. And, it, it's uh, sort of, I wouldn't say it lost its way, but they, you know, it was quite clear villas mm. and then bungalows and then after that mm. you've got this almost this whole mix yeah. coming through, haven't you? Well, there was a drive, of course, to make things cheaper. And, okay. And by making things cheaper you lost some of the soul of old, old properties uh, and people trying yeah. to find shortcuts. Yeah, yep. And you had lower ceilings and you had – Lower doors and you had mm. smaller footprint mm. and smaller gardens and everything was done to make things cheaper, and you you can see it. And and then state homes. What about state homes, Ollie? You'd, you'd be doing your own thing, and then were states uh, state homes being were, done at, that, at the same time? State homes, were, if you can get one, were, were the, one of the best because they. Yep. Were, I'm talking about the old state homes, yep. not the current ones. The old state homes were beautifully built. They weren't pretty, you know, they're pretty boxy, yeah, but they were beautifully built and solid as rocks and and. The demand for them was very high, and if you could get your hands on one and do it up, it, it was it was money in the bank. But they're very hard to get. So then, did you have a preference in the early days? Were you did you stick with, you know, did you stick with villas and then go okay now I'm going to move on to bungalows or did you sort of do bungalows and villas at the same time? It didn't work like that. I just had to go wherever the bargain was. Yeah, okay. Just, yep. You just take yep. it take it whether it's modern or old. 
and as they turned up, I didn't, yep. couldn't have a preference really. Okay, so when the opportunity came yeah. up, you went, okay, look, I know what to do on yeah. a villa and I know what to do on a bungalow. A different type of work had to be done on each. Uh, yep. you know, touch on the scrim thing, which squeaky boards, you know, <laughs> talcum powder on the boards to stop them squeaking, <laughs> yeah, painting wooden blocks grey so they look like concrete blocks, all those sort of naughty things. I didn't really do that, but there was talk about that. Um, jacking houses up to the fall off the yeah, blocks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did that and, and uh, crawling under houses with a jack. You'd try that sometime. If yep. the house came on down on you, you would be flatter than a piece of paper. <laughs> it didn't happen for obviously. <laughs> So a bit of fun there. And then I guess in the 80s, uh, did it open you? What did you think when you saw these Mediterranean-style homes popping up? Well, the moment they started popping up, these clad homes, everybody in the business, such as me, knew this was going to be a problem Mm. because we used to build with an old, I think we touched on it last time, old stuff called Fibrolite, which cracked, let the water in. And we thought this is going to happen again. And so also they were built on concrete pads with no no flexibility mm, at all. So the first mm, gotcha. truck that rumbled by or the first bit of wind that blew, they were going to crack. We knew it. But, of course, you know, it was cheap and uh, they did crack. How, how, how did they – how did New Zealand get the perfect storm of allowing that style to happen and signing off on it? It was cheap. Yeah, it was a cheap, okay. way, a cheap way to do it, and timber was expensive, and cladding wasn't, mm. uh, and it was just, just a fad, and mm. a very expensive fad. It ruined many people financially. And mm. It's a great shame and a scandal, and of course nobody's to blame, but everybody's to blame. Because they looked great at the start, didn't they? I remember having a uh, a cottage up in Titarangi, and friends had a monolithic, and I thought, why am I in this old cottage, wooden windows, mm. these guys have got this flash-looking Mediterranean thing, which uh, about a year later was right. you know, like a sieve. Well, that's the point. Everything new looks good. New cars look good. <laughs> Everything brand new looks good until yep. you use it a bit and then the wheels fall off literally. Well, ha- how about this? Um, let's go a little bit deeper in the monolithics because we, we sell a lot, you know, uh, and I think there's a place for them in the market. Um through your uh, you know, time in the market, did you pick up monolithics? Did you dodge monolithics? What's your thoughts? I dodged monolithics. Okay. But I helped some people who were stuck in houses like that. Mm-hmm. In one case, I helped a guy uh, reclad the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a monumental task because when you take the cladding off, you don't know what's behind mm-hmm. and whether the mm-hmm. framework. It's a challenge, isn't it? The framework behind has, has also been affected, then you've got a problem. Um, but I helped this guy reclad the place and he, he sold it for a loss, but a less loss than he would yeah, have had okay. otherwise. Yep. Because, Mitigated the loss. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but th- there's a good business out there for, peop- for people who to buy monolithic homes, clad mm-hmm. homes, if they buy them much more cheaply than they might be if they mm-hmm. were something yep. else and are prepared to reclad them. But bear in mind that not all clad ho- houses leak. Mm. Not all of them mm. do. Some of them mm. were made properly mm. with, and, and, and you can live with them quite comfortably until you get around to recladding them, if ever. Uh, some of them are quite good, but unfortunately a large majority of them do leak one way or the other. Just the element of risk, isn't it? it, it and you don't know until you yeah, start taking the cladding off whether exactly. yeah, the, the timber's dry or you've got yeah, black but, timber. But remember, when you're buying a, a monoclad house, you're buying the land as well. That's the part that matters. It's yeah. the land that yep. goes up in value. Yep. The house is just an improvement that comes and goes. You can do something to the house, you can't do much to the land. So you, there's good business for people if they can 
brace themselves taking on a monoclad house and living in it that was comfortable and getting around to recladding it, sometimes it's, it'll be cheaper to start mm. with. Mm. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that in the local market here. People have picked it up. That, you know, they're at a price point that people can afford. It gives them the size of home. A couple of years later, they reclad. If there's no nothing behind the walls that scares them, uh, they've done well out of it. And in fact, I've seen one uh, only a few blocks from here, which was sitting on the market, wasn't moving. The owner reclad. I thought, oh, that's a that's a big uh, that's a big uh, gamble. I think on that one, and the gamble paid off. Well, if you're thinking of getting a recladded house, buying it, then you can get people around to test the place. Mm-hmm. They do thermo imaging and they can see where the damp, if there are any damp areas in it. Yep. And in fact, you can get handheld little yeah. damp things. I've yep. got one of those with sharp spikes in it that mm-hmm. cut your hand up very quickly. And you can test. I mean, you know, some of the places I've looked at, there's little holes all over the place where I put this little gadget in <laughs> quietly so nobody sees little pinholes, little boreholes, just to test how much moisture is in the walls, you see. <laughs> just quietly, quietly. And then you see the thing go off the gauge. When, they, when you see the gauge goes up to 100% or something, you quietly tiptoe out of that place. <laughs> There'll be agents out there now wondering about Ollie's <laughs> non-intrusive uh, inspection of the home, you know, well, with very, little dimples I've, left everywhere. I'm very, very careful, <laughs> very careful. Put them in places you didn't see. Just join them up with the other boreholes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you made a point about the, the land underneath. Yeah. Um, why, don't we, why don't we touch on that? Uh, yeah, freehold is easy. Then, then we've got cross-lease, then we've got leasehold. That, uh-huh. That'll be yes. interesting. Those three things. Now, let's, let's start. Many people use the word freehold, meaning they've paid the place off, mm. which is wrong. The, Good when point. You, when you've paid a place off, it's unencumbered. A big word, but never Beautiful. mind. Yep. But freehold does yep. not mean paid off. Freehold yep. <laughs> means it's free of having to pay a lord or a baron a thousand years ago. So that's what it means. And... So, so freehold is the becomes an ownership paper eventually yep. of the property. Keep it simple. Right? Leasehold is where the land that you're sitting your house on belongs to somebody else or some institution, and you're paying rent, mm. ground rent, it's called. And leases come up in various forms. Some of them are known as Glasgow leases. They go for twenty one years at a time. Go forever, but the the rent is reviewed every twenty one years, and others are, are reviewed every seven years. Other Times and there's always a shocker. Cornwall Trust has mm. been Cornwall Trust has been mm. in the paper recently for 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 driving people off the land claimed nobody knows really because the ground rents have gone up uh, from five thousand a year to fifty thousand a year mm. or something. Mm. Uh, so I would advise people not to do go on to leasehold land unless they are prepared for a big shock later on. But if you get you know people do people do sort of sort of that midpoint. If we're talking leasehold, true leasehold. The, the midpoint, it looks quite attractive. You go, it's, it's not that bad. No. Uh, then it's, as it runs down towards the end of the term, you go, actually, it's now looking cheaper. But you know that that, uh, yeah, yeah, that increase is yeah. coming. And that's where we normally see people trying to get on the market and then the yeah. next buyer is going, hey, look, I know I'm going to take a caning. Yeah. Um, so they are difficult, but uh, you know, there's, there's people, a place there, isn't there? Yeah, well, people can buy really nice houses on leasehold land for just peanuts, yeah, because they yeah. have to pay a big chunk of money. Uh, there's also a lot of commercial property on leasehold, and that's a bit mm, different. Mm, that's a bit yes, different yep. because um, uh, it's, because in that case, you do your sums, and the tenant pays the ground rent, mm, and that mm. is built into the rent if they can afford it. But uh, you don't hear much about mm, commercial mm. property. But there's quite a, a lot of commercial property around the city. On leasehold land, when it doesn't cause it such a big problem. 
Yeah, there's some in the bays actually. Okay. Yep. So, okay. Um, have you? Did you buy any? My f- there we go. My f- okay. My first commercial property in the 1960s. I made every mistake in the book. Well, that's the way you do it. <laughs> and there was no book to read about it. it <laughs> you was hadn't a, written the book. No, I hadn't written the book, but that's how I learned how to write. I bought an empty, outdated commercial property on leasehold down in, in the city. I mean, I got everything wrong. I admit it. <laughs> that was a baptism of fire. <laughs> but I managed to fill it up and I managed to sell it in the end, but uh, at a, not at a loss, but I broke even, I think. It would be years <laughs> of strife. I got a very nice restaurant to go into it, which helped. And I rented the upper floors to various tenants. Uh, it took me about five years to dig myself out of that, and I won't make that mistake. <laughs> but the building was on Rutland Street in, in the city oh, yeah. next yep. to the library. And I think the building's been swallowed up, I don't know. But I avoid the area because every time I go near it, I, I start to shake. <laughs> nightmare. But it was a good learning curve. you got to learn. <laughs> As you've just reminded me, I... Um, uh, I'd, I'd forgotten this. I bought a leasehold property in Greenland, actually, yeah. and um, I didn't understand the title, didn't have a clue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recently out of the army, in fact, the real estate agent was an ex-army mate. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully he didn't have a clue either. You know? <laughs> so we ended up with this thing, and then when we went to resell, we did it up, went to resell it. Um, you know, people were sort of holding off because of you know, leasehold. I was like, well, right. what the hell is leasehold? Well, of course, yeah. leasehold was a good idea a couple of hundred years ago because people couldn't afford the land, so the barons and the lords of the, uh, let them pay ground rent, and there was, there was no suggestion of the rent going up any any for any uh, any particular high point. But it's all turned to custard mm. with mm. land prices over time going through the roof, uh, and so leaseholders it may be good for the owner of the land to collect the rent if he can collect it, but it's no point having empty. Properties yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, which is a Greenland example. Yeah. Previously, we would see the yeah. newspaper people saying, "Hey, look, I'll just hand the keys back. I'm out of here." But you can freehold. It does. <coughs> yeah, good point. Some of the leaseholders, <coughs> people who own the lease, will offer the land to the mm. occupier. Mm. So if you've got a leasehold property, go to the person, mm. company, yeah, institution, fantastic. and say, "Look, how much to buy it." I, I went through that a couple of times and managed to buy the freehold at a reasonable price. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that's, that works Yeah, yep, sometimes. Yep. And we've seen that. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so we, we've touched on freehold. No lord, no baron. Yeah. You're the boss. You're, yeah. you're the king. Yeah. Uh, we've touched on leasehold. Yeah. In the middle is cross-lease, and a lot of people, are, I know a lot of buyers get confused. They yep. look at cross-lease and go, hey, we're not touching that. That's right. So your thoughts on, on the difference there? Well, cross-lease has nothing to do with leasehold, as we just talked. Cross-lease was an old system. Keep it simple. was an older system done it 60, 70 years ago, where you could take a larger piece of land and divide it up into smaller sections by leasing off little pieces and usually leased off for 999 years. Yeah. So yep. if you can survive that long, good luck to you. <laughs> and uh, so when you buy a cross-lease section, it's a bit of a joke to see that it's been leased, cross-leased for 17 years you've got 980-something years to go. No worries. The banks aren't quite so keen to lend on cross-lease. Um it's not too bad. Maybe they give 65% instead of 70%. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it's, I don't think you can do it anymore now. Um, but uh, it, it still exists quite a lot around the country. You made the point about uh, leasehold. You can go to the parties there and say, okay, mm-hmm. can we freehold it? Uh, and cross-lease, we can do the same, can't we? You've got to get permission of all the other people yeah. on the side. Yeah. If, there's, if there's 20 people on your 
piece of cross leaf, you mm. might have a trouble with the one or two of them hang out for something. Uh, but I managed once to get 12 people to agree wow. to freehold oh. yeah. okay. cross leaves. Which, which is hard because you, hard. You, you're trying to get the other parties yeah. at the yeah. same point in time yeah. Yeah. with the same amount of finance to commit to it. Yeah, yeah it's not easy. But uh, if it's only one or two or three, yeah. you yeah. can get away, away with it. Um, but it's just something to be aware of. Anyway, the point is cross-lease has nothing to do with leasehold. Mm. 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 No, once you've bought a cross-lease site, paid for it, there's no more payments to made. Yeah, that's it. You, yeah. you, you own it. Some, uh, obviously, less rights than on the freehold. You've got a bit of some obligations to the other people on the cross lease. Yeah, you can't yeah, do certain things depending how it's all written up, but that protects you. I've always looked at that. Yeah. So you've got more protection on the cross lease yeah. than from the freehold neighbour next door. They could go Sometimes, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some examples. Never mind. Shall, shall we? Uh, shall we leave unit titles to another day? Yeah, it's cool. yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think so too. And strata titles. And strata titles. Yeah, let's um, company titles. Oh, we don't all that. Oh, oh, company titles. Yeah. Again, Mission Bay is, is right. a company title one yeah. down there that that uh, makes everybody's eyes sort of yeah. go in different directions. Yeah. Um, we started. We said. Uh, a week's a long time in politics. Uh, say that again. <laughs> say that again, brother. <laughs> so, um, a change? Labor's, Labor's had a change? What's your thoughts? Well, <laughs> I don't know what I'm allowed to say. I'm not allowed to say. But anyway, the last Prime Minister has left for whatever reason. And after a week or two or three, the fairy dust will settle mm-hmm. and the reality will set in. And it's the same old government and the same old problems. Mm-hmm. And only today I read about and heard about overcrowding in, in uh, motels. Mm-hmm. Uh, some poor kids have been there for 100 days, 200 days, mm-hmm. which is you know, unbelievable. These problems will continue, whoever mm-hmm. the Prime Minister is. And it's been mishandled badly and you have to ask, why is this happening? Why can't people find a home to rent or something like that? Well, one of the reasons is that the present regime has poured scorn and difficulties on private rental owners. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. such a hard game. And uh, Good point. a part of the problem could be solved if there was encouragement for private rentals. I know that's an anthem to some people, but I, I think monuments should be put up to private investors. Mm. Candles should be mm. lit every week. It, it, Knighthood should be dished out <laughs> to private investors. And see, it's just the opposite, you see. And and uh, if we had more private rentals professionally done, it would, it would be a step towards the right direction, but it's now gone the opposite way. So Yeah, so that housing stock that was provided by the private person, yeah. uh, they got a caning for it. It was a pretty big stick, yep. real big stick. And they went, I'll tell you what, I won't play the game. That's and right. they got out of it. And now we've got families in motels for mm-hmm. hundreds of days yep. in towns where now as a tourist, when you want to go to a New Zealand town, you think, well, I don't, I don't know if I, I certainly won't be in a motel in that town. That's for you, sure. You've got no idea exactly. what's happening in that motel or the one next door to it. Well, we went, to, my wife and I went for a drive through the country a while back and we didn't stay in any motels yeah. for that reason, just in case. Why, why would you? Yeah. And so the motel industry in, in certain parts of the country has has been, although they're making money, has actually been destroyed mm. for the moment. Mm. Big problem. Uh, and uh, we, it's a big problem and nothing seems to be done. It's getting worse. Mm. And caning, as you, in your words, caning the private sector for providing private accommodation is not the answer. Mm. But mm. This, is what's, this is the result. 
there are consequences. Mm. Every action has a reaction. Mm. And there, there we are. And uh, I, I guess I'll uh, paint it a little bit differently. See if people forget that, ignore that. We're pretty superficial when it comes to politi- you know, politics, politics and politicians in, in New Zealand, you know, yeah. if the same regime, as you say, can get away with it and continue. It's, it's a problem around the world a bit, um, but uh, I think it's particularly bad here and it shouldn't be mm. for a country of mm. our size. Our country is the same size as Japan, uh, mm. it's, uh, same size as, as many other big countries that have populations of 50 million. We've got 5 million. We should have plenty of land and plenty of mm. sources to house everybody. Which we have, we? Yeah. Why is this happening? Yeah. Well, yep. you know, we, we, we could spend the rest of the day <laughs> discussing this one. Well, you'd be the same as me. Any, anytime you take a flight out of Auckland, a uh, domestic flight, it's green. The whole country's green. There, right. There's no shortage. No shortage. Endless supply of land. Endless supply. Yep. And coastline. Yep. Endless supply and, and, it, and it's everything is low and flat. So yeah, it's, yeah it's, true. And easy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's easy. Yeah. So there's an answer there Except somewhere. Wellington. Oh, we don't. People leave Wellington. People, <laughs> people don't go to Wellington. They leave Wellington. <laughs> <laughs> our, our Wellington audience just clicked off. You know, we lost three people. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I was I was born and I lived my first thirteen years in Wellington. So fond memories. That's right. Sport by the politicians. All right. We'll see you again in two weeks. Thanks. Oh. Re- really enjoyed it. We'll see, we'll see uh, the okay. lay of the land, I guess, uh, for New Zealand in watch, two weeks. Watch the space. Yeah, watch the space. Excellent. Thanks Thank for your time. You. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time with Ollie. Thank you.